I had somebody mm -hmm. comment on one of my videos not too long ago was like, you have PCOS, you should not be lifting heavy. And, <laughs> and what I think people tend to forget is that if, if you are enjoying a fast workout and that is something that you like doing, go for it. But mm -hmm. if lifting weights stressed you out, that slow workout, that's going to spike your cortisol levels, right? Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, so it's about what works for you as an individual. And it's about being yes. able to work with your body rather than taking this rule or this fact that someone's put out and literally living by it by the book, you know? Right. You're listening to the Imperfect PCOS Podcast, where we share no BS science-backed strategies to put your PCOS into remission. I'm your host, Corey Ruth, aka The Women's Dietitian. Let's get into it. All right. Hello. Hello. We have Keisha here. Hello. Welcome to the Imperfect PCOS Podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, me too. Just FYI, everyone listening, this is my first guest on my new podcast. So um, <laughs> of course, there's a little bit of wonkiness probably that's going to happen in terms of my inability to work well with technology, but that's totally fine. It's to be expected. Well, we can go ahead and dive in. I want to introduce Keisha to my listeners because she is so amazing. I've learned so much from her Instagram page and she's such a wealth of knowledge. So Keisha, before she started training and coaching, she suffered from PCOS symptoms that imposed on her self-confidence, motivation, her self-image. She found it really hard to love herself. And she thought that it was impossible to look and feel her best because of all of the hormonal imbalances that PCOS comes with. She started training when she was at a really low place in her life. And she noticed how quickly the gym became a place of meditation and somewhere that she could really invest in herself and love herself for an hour every day. We all need that. She's been training for four years now. She's lost weight, gained weight, and understood her body, and she wants others to have this same experience. She started her online coaching program because she loves helping people, and she thinks that women should not feel disadvantaged by a medical issue. She's a qualified personal trainer, and her goal is to help women understand their bodies by strengthening themselves, loving themselves, and not feeling limited by the symptoms that PCOS can impose on them. So Keisha, thank you so much for coming and let's start. I want to start with your personal journey when it comes to PCOS. Like how did you know that this was something real for you? What were you experiencing? Yeah, of course. So I live in the UK. I'm based in London. So I was in primary school and I remember out of all of my friends, I was um, the first person to start their period. Um, I was in mm. year, I would say the year beginning of year five. I think you're probably around nine years old then. Um, so I was super yes. young. Um, but that wasn't really a cause for concern for my mum because my mum was like, okay, you know, some people, they just start their period early, all good. But what started happening was I started noticing changes in my hair growth from a very young age. And I felt quite different to my peers in school. I felt really uncomfortable because I wouldn't be able to attend a lot of swimming classes. Um, and, you know, if you're on your period, <laughs> you can't really go swimming, especially mm -hmm. as 
a kid so I was skipping out on those mm. and I started actually getting really really painful cramps and this is this now I realized may have also been signs of endometriosis and PCOS when I was younger mm -hmm. um to the point that I would faint and I would always have a seizure so this oh was something that was Yay. looked into throughout the years and um when I actually went to the doctor with my mum, they said, we're not going to look into it, she'll grow out of it. So mm. my PCOS diagnosis didn't actually even happen in the UK. Um, I ended up traveling to India with my mum to see my grandparents and my mum was like, okay, do you know what? We're gonna get you checked out over there because over there you can pay and of course, you know, the doctor sees you and does all the bloods that you want. So we did that and it came back with PCOS and that was something that my family had never really heard of. Um, right. My mom's not experienced PCOS. She's like, she's one of those women that don't even get a spot and uh -huh. no hairiness whatsoever. <laughs> so when she saw Lovely. me, she was like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh -huh. yeah, so I got diagnosed in India, came back to the UK and honestly, for probably the next four and a half, five years, I did absolutely nothing about it because I knew nothing about it. I was told right. nothing about it. There was not enough resources out there. And when you don't have any other family members or anybody to talk to, it can feel quite lonely. Mm -hmm. So totally. I was going to school, having all the cheesy chips, uh, probably <laughs> barely looked at a vegetable. Um, I also, it's lunchtime. I'm like so hungry. I'm like cheesy chips. Mm. Yeah, cheesy chips are <laughs> the best, especially from the corner shop okay. here in London. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was literally um, my life. I never really focused on um, exercise or anything back then. Walking mm -hmm. to school was like a two minute walk. Um, mm -hmm. I could probably give a guesstimate. My steps when I was young were probably like 500 steps a day, yeah. <laughs> literally, uh -huh. barely walked. And another thing that I found was uh, I grew up in quite a stressful environment. Um, so my family life wasn't the easiest when I was young. Um, I actually had to move out of home from the age of 16, started working really early. So my stress levels wow. were quite high. Um, yeah. So I, I never noticed the impact of all of these things until I started looking into it myself. So that's a little bit about my PCOS yes. journey. Wow, what a journey. And I think it's so it's so important to to kind of talk about how you really had to advocate for yourself in terms of getting a, even a diagnosis, much less care for your PCOS. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had to travel to a whole other country. You know, we talk about that a yeah. lot here in the US, how it's so hard to even get diagnosed. And it's so hard to once you get that diagnosis, it's like, what okay, what do we do with it besides, you know, get a birth control pill? Yeah. At us. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. The uh -huh. same thing happened to me. I was given the option to take birth control. My mum being an Indian mum was like, no, this means you're gonna be having sex at oh. a young age. <laughs> it wasn't even right. like she did not even get the like how yes. um, why that was prescribed. So it was like a no-go for me. Um, oh, wow, but yeah. then but and um the other thing that I was told upon diagnosis um, in front of my mum was that, oh, you're not going to be able to get pregnant naturally. So you're going to need to come back to us when you want to. And that stuck in my head. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Wow. And I was going to touch on this. Um, you are currently pregnant. So yep. again, congratulations. So exciting. How many weeks are you now? I am 18 weeks at the moment. 18. Okay. Oh, exciting. Yeah. And how are you feeling? 
I feel great. Um, I feel like my energy levels are picking up now. Um, I'm no longer Good. feeling quite nauseous. I also, awesome. I don't tend to have a lot of cravings. And I think that's because yeah. of the nutrition side of things. I feel like when you have a high protein diet anyway, you're satiated for a lot longer. You know, it keeps you fuller. You're you're not necessarily craving a lot of like uh, sugary and carby yeah. foods. So Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good. Um, I started feeling like little movements, oh, which is really exciting. cute. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Isn't pregnancy is like the weirdest thing on earth. Like it's such a weird, crazy, amazing, but also I'm going to say weird again. <laughs> we're like this, we're like this host um, for someone that we've never met. And we're like all this, there's so many unknowns. That's so exciting though. I've gone, obviously I've had two little ones, so I've been through it. I know exactly where you are and it's, Mm -hmm. and it's the same, you know, so many of us are told that pregnancy is impossible and, you know, we have so many women who obviously have conquered that and are moms with PCOS and it doesn't, you know, pregnancy doesn't automatically banish our symptoms. Some symptoms can get worse. Um, yep. Some can dissipate and postpartum is a whole nother world. Our bodies change so, so, so much, not only yep. just in the hormone category, but anyways, mood, um, you know, stress, everything. So it's just an amazing, yeah. incredible journey. Yeah. Yeah. I started noticing a lot of my PCOS symptoms. It's funny because before Mm -hmm. I got pregnant, I was managing everything really well. But in my first trimester, I was like, crap, I've got to get my razor out again because my beard is (laughs) growing. Like it was crazy. Um, And then now it's settled down again. So it's about like understanding your body in just a Mm -hmm. different phase of life. So true. Yeah. I get asked that a lot. Like does, do PCOS symptoms dissipate when we get pregnant? And it really varies per person, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I said, sometimes some people notice they get better. Some people notice they get worse. Some people notice they stay the same and it's the exact same postpartum. We just don't really know what we're going to get. We just have to kind of cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. 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 There's no way around it. PCOS is complex and multifaceted. What we know about it, including how best to treat it is constantly changing. That's why I've dedicated my life's work to helping women put their PCOS into remission. Inside my signature program, the PCOS Boss Academy, women lose weight permanently without restriction and master their most stubborn PCOS symptoms. If you're looking to get pregnant or want to be a mom in the future, my ultra-successful Get Pregnant with PCOS program supports moms-to-be every step of the way in conquering PCOS symptoms and bringing home the baby of their dreams. Plus, there's an additional weight loss mode to check into. These are all of the science-backed nutrition and lifestyle tweaks you need to improve your PCOS and change your life from a qualified healthcare provider and leading PCOS expert in the field. Ultimately, we are in control of our PCOS, and I would love to work with you inside one of my upcoming programs so you can step into the best version of yourself and start feeling like you again. So tell us how you got into personal training and how you got into fitness and exercise. And then I want to kind of, I want you to walk us through how you have bridged the two when it comes to PCOS and exercise. And then we'll talk about some top tips. I want to bust some fitness myths for PCOS and get into that, but let's start there. Yes. Okay. I'm excited to jump into this. So how I got into personal training. So I 
always had a gym membership from a young age. Um, my mum actually works at a gym, so my membership mm-hmm. was free. Um, so she works there like in sales, so my membership uh-huh. was free. Um, so cool. I would always go in there, yeah, nice. I would always go in there and like literally go on like YouTube or whatever and like mm-hmm. look at a lot of like high intensity workouts and stuff. It didn't mm-hmm. necessarily work for me, however the gym space became a place where I could go and just feel like I'm spending time with myself. Headphones yes. in, world shut out, and this is me time. Um, so that. it became a safe space. Mm-hmm. And then um, I decided to actually, I started working in the fintech industry. I had to start working uh, like quite early in like the mm-hmm. technology world. So whilst I was doing that side of the things, I started using the gym and started getting quite intrigued as to like, okay, well with PCRs, like how does my body respond in this way? Like what exercises should I do? And there wasn't really enough information about it. So I just decided, okay, do you know what? I'm so interested in this. Perhaps I can help others. I started with my Instagram page and I got qualified so I decided to sit for like a personal training qualification and they Mm -hmm. do like bits in there about like nutrition and how to take care of yourself on that side too right so whilst I was studying this I realized that no like there was not one page in my book which spoke about hormonal imbalances it taught me how to create a program for someone it taught me how to create sets reps rest time taught Mm -hmm. me about form all of those things that you need to know of course and you know our, our anatomy and stuff like that but something that wasn't touched on were the differences that you have to make when you are coaching somebody who's a male and a female and also understanding the different phases of our cycle. So after getting qualified, I was applying everything that I was learning. Again, nothing was really working for me because I wasn't understanding my body. So I decided to take a step back, decided to sit down and be like, okay, well, ultimately, if my goal is movement, there are loads of ways that I can create that. I can walk, I can swim, I can go to the gym, and I've got to listen to my body and understand what I want to do and when I want to do it. Right. And slow things down because what's the rush? Right. right. Yes. So I decided to slow things down and I found that that was the most effective for me. Mm-hmm. However, something that I realized along that was what might be effective for one woman with PCOS mm-hmm. may not necessarily be effective for the next. So getting right. to understand each right. and every client individually what Mm -hmm. your goal is, what your home life is, what you actually enjoy. Because if tomorrow someone told me, Keisha, sit down and give me 10 push-ups and 10 burpees, I would throw up just thinking about it. You know, I would want uh-huh. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah. I'd be like, no, I'm going me, for the cheesy chips. Exactly. Exactly. I totally would. <laughs> that would be my motivation. There was like this show I used to watch when I was younger and to get the girl to exercise, I think they hung like a pizza or something. And I was like, that's exactly what I need. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I basically went ahead and I, started applying this on myself, noticed amazing change. And then as I've been getting, you know, more and more clients to work with, we now have an entire team at Fitness with Keisha who coach at Fitness with Keisha as awesome. well, um, which is amazing. So, cool. so we're able to help even more women and mm-hmm. being able to create these workout programs for them, these meal plans for them, create mm-hmm. like a group and a community in which they're able to speak to each other. Mm-hmm. It was so amazing. Okay. So yeah, that's how I got qualified into personal training. 
Love it. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think it's so amazing, you know, and this was in your bio too, I was reading it before the show, how you talk about how the gym became a place of meditation, a place for just you. And I think so many of us have been conditioned to think about exercise in one way. And it's like mm-hmm. exercise to burn fat. And blah, blah, blah. it's like a totally like, um, I don't even know the right word, but it's based in like, like self-loathing, right? Like we're yeah. exercising because we want to change XYZ because we don't like XYZ. But I think we forget and we don't realize how much of a place that exercise and movement can be a space, like you said, a safe space, a place for self-care, a place for self-growth. And I honestly, I always say it's one of the best mood boosters, right? Like Anxiety and depression is so common in our age group, in our society, in our culture. Mm -hmm. I think, honestly, if we were able to take exercise and condense it down into a pill, it would be like the most powerful antidepressant demand. Yeah. Um, so I think that's such an important point. And it's so great that you focus on that and you really kind of bring those two worlds together. I think that's so important. Yeah, a hundred percent. In my experience, whenever you speak to somebody and you ask them, okay, what my goal is, the first yeah. thing they talk about is what they want to get rid of. But yes. it's almost about changing that perspective. And it's like, okay, but what do you want to gain? You want to gain a happy mood. You want to go ahead and yes. gain time for you. You want to mm-hmm. go ahead and gain a space where, you know, you can go ahead and achieve smaller goals um, rather than looking at yes. like the huge big picture. So each day it's about just, and each day with PCOS as well, whether, you know, when I look at your page, I feel so inspired because I look at all of these amazing meals you put out there. And I'm like, well, if someone looked at this, like each day it can just be about progress and even if you make one good meal mm-hmm. that's progress right so true yeah yeah it's a journey and I always say progress over perfection every yeah. day 100 <laughs> percent. yes so how do you feel how do you feel like you've kind of bridged this gap between PCOS and exercise like what are the components that you know, and we can dive into this, you know, in in more detail, but what are the components about exercise for PCOS that you feel are most pertinent to know? Yes. So I think slowing things down in terms of the movement. So um, your actual time under tension that you spend when you are doing a movement, Mm -hmm. that's really important. It's really important for muscle growth. That's a really good way to implement progressive overload. And it's great because it doesn't necessarily stress you out. Yeah. Sweat, isn't really a good indicator of progress. Mm-hmm. So if your your mm. goal is to go into the gym and to sweat buckets, you know, you're probably not necessarily going to feel so great about it, but you'll yeah. get just as an effective workout by slowing things down and doing things in the way that you enjoy. However, yes. if you are somebody that loves doing HIIT training, that's all good. Um, right. You can totally implement that into your routine. There's no big deal about it. However, try and implement things that will also help with building muscle, pushing your body to lift weights, strength training, because Mm -hmm. over time what happens is muscle anyway burns more calories at rest. So you're actually going to get a lot more out of it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Do you feel, well, I have so so many questions. Um, Do you feel like there is, there are some exercise fitness myths about PCOS that are perpetuated? And if so, what are they? And like, how can we 
bust them because I feel like I hear a ton, but I've obviously, I'm more on the nutrition piece than the fitness yeah. piece. So tell me what some that you I've heard are. Yeah. So the ones that I've heard and the ones that I've actually been told to do as well is yeah. exercise seven times a week, basically every day, um, every day. exercise mm -hmm. every single day for about an hour, high intensity training, but it burns fat, right? That's literally what I was I'm like, yeah. And my <laughs> exactly no. like I would want to hide away. I think yeah. that is definitely one big myth that I've heard and I still hear. Yeah. Um the other myth as well is like when you're training, you've got to do tons and tons of cardio. Mm. Um cardio mm. is your only form right. of exercise. I feel yeah. like there are so many other ways to implement better like cardiovascular health. For example, dancing, doing regular chores around the house. So you're like yeah. movement, right? right? Right. And doing some chores around the house. Uh for example, when I walk up and down the stairs with my laundry basket, that is really good cardio. I get that in a few times a day. Yes, <laughs> <You know. laughs> totally. Things uh -huh. like that. Um, yeah. so I Wrestling my, that. my babies to get the diaper on. That yes, is a form I, of cardio. Once he's once he started crawling, it is cardio. It is a workout. Okay. Wrestling I'm going to prepare myself for that. <laughs> yes, you'll have extra, lots of extras, but also strength training because you got you have your mom arm, right? Like got to yes. lift them up. This is my mom arm, my right arm, very weak. I don't know why my left arm is my mom arm, very strong. So you'll <laughs> you'll have both integrated into your daily life forever. I can't <laughs> wait to tell you which one is my mom arm. <laughs> I will. I want to hear. I want us. I want an update. <laughs> I will. I, I'll give you an update. Okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like those are two myths that I constantly hear. Um, yes. A few other myths as well is that, okay. and this one you might have heard too, this yeah. is more of like a calorie one, but it's like mm -hmm. you need to cut your calories really low mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and exercise a lot. I find right. that to be the most frustrating one because I hear it all the time. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's just and I think if you're looking at this from a quality of life perspective and a happiness perspective, yes. um, you're not that. necessarily, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to feel happy um, oh, by eating very little and exercising a lot. Just finding oh, a yeah. good balance mm -hmm. is going to benefit you a lot more. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Balance. And, and one of the biggest myths that I hear honestly, constantly is, um, that you can't do any fast workouts because it will raise your cortisol and it will like wreck your hormones basically have you heard that one and can you I've speak heard on that, that? okay I've, yeah <laughs> I've heard that one and I've heard yeah. that one and I'm not gonna lie um mm -hmm. for a while I also thought I was like okay so I can't do any fast workouts this was initially when I was trying to understand right. my body but tai chi. Or is it is it tai chi the, is that what it yeah works like? yeah to where you yeah. like move like a, like a turtle like <laughs> really just slow just do that all day <laughs> and following on with that as well i had somebody mm -hmm. comment on one of my videos not too long ago was like you have pcos you should not be lifting heavy and <laughs> what i think people tend to forget is that if if you are enjoying a fast workout and that is something that you like doing go for it but right. Even if if lifting weights stressed you out, that slow workout, that's going to spike your cortisol levels, right? Right. Oh my gosh, yes. So so it's about what works for you as an individual. And it's about being yes. able to work with your body rather than taking this rule or this fact that someone's put out and literally 
living by, living by it by the book you know right yeah and when it comes to strength training as well another thing when I get comments like oh you're lifting too heavy um you have PCOS I'll get them on TikTok quite a bit actually um mm. I feel like TikTok's like the place where everybody feels like it's okay to comment around stuff oh my gosh TikTok is mean I like get yeah. offended personally every time I get like every time I open it up I'm like attacked I'm like okay bye <laughs> yeah I'm like okay see you later yeah <laughs> block <laughs> mean girls over here yeah yeah and um on whenever I get a comment like that, something I remind people is that yeah. strength is different for everybody. So if someone yes. who's been training and been lifting for a very long time, 2.5 kg can be heavy to someone. When I do lateral raises, I don't go past 3 kg. That is still tough for me. And yeah. that's heavy oh, for yeah. me. For sure. But then if I'm doing a squat, I will totally go up to, I don't know, 85, 90 kg. And that is heavy for me now. Mm -hmm. But 20 kg used to be heavy for me then. So it's about pushing right. your body and, yeah. and recognizing that as long as you're not going ahead and disrupting your form, as long as you're not going ahead and stressing yourself out by the amount that you have to lift, right. your stress levels aren't going to spike. You right. will be fine. Totally. Exactly. And I, and I love that you touch on that because it, it so varies and nobody knows exactly what your unique journey is, how much you were lifting versus how much you are lifting. And I think, you know, the cortisol issue is, um, that's just not how our, our bodies work. We don't do one thing and our cortisol magically goes to the roof and it stays there. Cortisol fluctuates throughout the day. Cortisol should be highest in the morning and it should be kind of, we should be turning that volume knob down as we get yeah. closer to bed. So yeah. it's not like we do one thing and we're just at this place forever. Cortisol will fluctuate and that's okay. It's okay to have spikes of cortisol. Cortisol yeah. is not all bad. Cortisol is also, no. also an anti-inflammatory hormone. So I think people get really um, confused and they're, and they're very misinformed when it comes to the cortisol spike issue yeah a hundred percent with that <laughs> yeah, I wanna, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god me too <laughs> yes yeah well thank you for for busting some of those myths I think that's so important and I think it's really really great to just kind of hear that again to cement that because yeah you know when it comes to working out and exercising it's I think the key is finding something that works for you that you enjoy that's going to keep you staying consistent how do you feel like as someone who is a personal trainer, I get this question a lot. How do you stay motivated with working out and exercise? Like what are, if someone's struggling with that, what advice would you give them? And, and that's something that I personally yeah. struggled with too. Yeah, great question. So something that I found, and this is something recently that we've added into our own app as well, where we have like a little habit section and mm -hmm. everyone's habits are completely unique. So yeah. if I wake up in the morning and and this happens probably I would say five days out of seven where mm -hmm. I wake up and I'm like I do not want to get out of this duvet um, yeah. but if I know that I've got a little habit to take off and that habit can mm. be as simple as go downstairs and have a nice filling high protein breakfast yes the moment I tick that off okay great the first domino is down and yes. now it's time to relay that throughout the day like mm. keep that same energy yes. no one is going to have consistent motivation I don't, I know that the majority of us don't, but I think mm -hmm. it's also about recognizing that, right, I'm here right now. I wanna get to my goal. So that means I need to implement small amounts of discipline mm -hmm. and go ahead and push past these barriers. 
just so I can keep going. And another thing that I constantly ask myself is, is there any harm today in me going ahead and eating better and getting a bit of movement in? Mm. Absolutely not. And if I'm doing that, yeah. And if I'm doing that for the right reasons, why Mm. on earth am I going to (laughs) stop? Right? Yes. That's so true. That's what a logical thing to say. Of course, there's no harm in um working out and making our bodies healthier <laughs> yes yeah, there's no harm <laughs> yeah I love that and I love the habits um the habit piece too it's so true that routine can be so helpful to have That's yeah great. and love and it. even creating a little habit where like before bed you do a three-minute meditation mm, that to that. make sure you have a better quality of sleep so you wake up feeling motivated helps you so true yes yeah. I know that is that's such a good pointer I love that very cool. Thank you. Yeah. So, so tell us about, I want to really quickly touch on exercising during pregnancy. Are there, what are some like just general modifications for anybody who is trying to conceive or even pregnant with PCOS? What are some modifications that we can go into? Yeah, Do we have to modify? <laughs> Honestly, I haven't felt the need to modify a lot. Um, something that I would say is if you have not been training before, Uh don't jump in and feel Mm. like you need to, you know, squat heavy with a barbell or anything like that. Focus on form first. You actually don't realize how much you can get out of doing initial body weight movements to improve form. Mm. So Mm -hmm. if that means that you're standing there and doing about 20 squats a day, that's really going to help you because it's really going to help with your core strength. It's going to help with labor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, totally. you know, it's just a really good exercise overall. Some modifications that I've made um, throughout training is I've just lightened the load a little bit. I don't, I definitely don't think I should be squatting at 80 kg right now or yeah. anything like that. So <laughs> I am good. lightening the load a bit, but not okay. too much. Something okay. that's comfortable for me. Yeah. Um, Very cool. So lightening the load allowing myself to have a bit more rest time if I'm out of breath, Mm -hmm. being lenient with myself and also saying that it's okay on the day that, you know, I've got a gym day today, but if I'm really not feeling it and my body is hurting because in my first trimester, I got a bit of sciatica as well. So then, yeah. So then if I'm choosing to do some yoga instead or choosing to Mm -hmm. go for a little bit of a walk, that's good enough too because it's a form of movement that my body will thank me for so true yeah yeah I think we feel a lot of pressure like we have to do what we were doing we have to start something um but that's such a good point you know we don't have to dive into anything new or crazy we can lighten the load we can check in with ourselves give ourselves that grace yeah oh my gosh and pregnancy energy levels can fluctuate so wildly mood sleep issues can pop yep. up and you know stay so it's it's we we really have to check in with ourselves and our bodies and maybe yeah. make some big modifications in terms of what we're actually going for a hundred percent yes good and yeah oh my gosh there's so many um there's so many youtube videos on like how to bring on labor um that I tried every single one and my second just would not 
make his debut. So those are obviously great for other reasons too, <laughs> like strengthening your core, like prepping you for, for labor and delivery and birth. So not to not do them, but it's just so yeah. funny. It cracks me up how many there's in like induced labor in five minutes. I was like, Whoa, I was like watching all them like, oh, okay. I was like doing all these weird, crazy moves and like all these circuit things. No, just none of them work, but you know, who knows if yeah. it actually made birth easier, but um, yeah. luckily had two pretty easy births. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe once you go through this experience, you know, you can integrate some of that into your practice. Um, yeah. You know, forward. I'm actually working on at the moment, getting like a pre and postnatal qualified too. Oh, cool. um, and a few of our other features are as well because I'm like mm. I can I love studying things when I'm in it I don't know how yes. to explain it oh yeah totally it's relevant but I, yeah but I feel yeah. like I absorb the information so much better so I'm studying yes. it now so I can apply it to me and help others <laughs> so cool and that's the perfect time to do it awesome so tell us about um recovery we hear a lot about workout recovery. Um, like what are, what does that mean? Are there any special products or tools or tricks that we can use to recover effectively? And, and what, I guess we can start with what is recovery and why is it important? Yes. So recovery and rest is super important for muscle growth, for your hormones in general, and just for a good quality of life. I feel like going ahead and recognizing that rest is just as productive as everything else that you do is very important. So I personally, I like that more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I personally like to set boundaries. So that means uh, work time. I make sure I log off at a certain time. I mm. actually block out my calendar pretending like I'm in a meeting at probably 6 p.m onwards Love so it. that no one books anything in um around mm -hmm. that time because it's mm -hmm. super helpful for me to go mm -hmm. ahead and then use that time to maybe um go ahead and like do some self-care some skincare and yeah. that becomes my rest and recovery and I think mm -hmm. those little things that you do and those habits that you create for yourself the non-negotiable you time is something that's going to allow you to de-stress allow you to put yourself first and mm -hmm. allow you to just relax and that's something that we don't really tend to do I feel like in general in life but also a lot of women with PCOS find it quite hard I find to rest and relax and get that downtime totally oh my gosh yeah there's such a huge stress adrenal connection yeah and yeah I I, I would just take from that that it is even more important to to add in that rest and recovery with PCOS and your hormones yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would say even in between your exercise sessions, if you wanted to like, let's just say between each set of exercise, you put a 60 second rest or a 90 second rest, listen to what your body needs in that moment. Because if you are training and if you're exercising, there's no worry about you going ahead and doing a tricep or um, a superset or anything like that. You, you mm -hmm. can get your workout in and yes. still have it be just as productive by increasing your rest times totally oh yeah okay listen up everybody yeah. this is this yeah. is great information yeah, um what about okay do you do pre-workout or post-workout like like and i when i say that i mean like um a supplement or a powder that you're mixing. i just there's so much out there and i really want to go into that a little bit because i get asked about that so often should i be doing a pre 
work out? Um, what kinds? Like, what what are your thoughts on that? And do you do do you use those? Yeah, I actually don't use pre workout anymore. Okay. However, I used to. Okay. Um, so I used to use a pre workout. It had about three hundred mg's caffeine. Okay. In one scoop. That's, a lot. that's like a good amount. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah. like two cups of coffee. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Get it, girl. <laughs> and the moment, like, I. I basically it got to the point where I was taking it on my non-gym days. So mm-hmm. I kind of created a little bit of an addiction, uh-huh. which I had to lean <laughs> off. <laughs> so it was very it was, me and me and pre-workout had quite an unhealthy relationship, to be honest. Um, All right, take notes, everyone. Don't get yeah. into a toxic relationship with your pre-workout canister. With your pre-workout. I I literally started taking it to the point I was like, I've got a ton of meetings at work today. Pre-workout. <laughs> it li- literally, it was like that. Um, so I decided to go ahead and set some boundaries with pre-workout because yeah, me, pre-workout was a bit mean to me. Um, and I found myself, I found myself actually feeling a lot better when I did that. Um, Mm. I was less stressed out and also removing the really high caffeine content from my day actually helped with when I was regulating my period. It was very interesting. Uh, yes, um, yeah. It helped as I was regulating my period. Mm-hmm. Um, it also helped with my sleep, and that helped with my fatigue in the day. What yes. was happening was I was taking pre-workout probably around like 3 p.m. Uh-huh. So that caffeine was still mm-hmm. in my body. I was very much buzzing for a very long time. By the time I got to sleep, I couldn't sleep, so my sleep was affected. The yes. next morning, I'd wake up tired my mm. next go-to would be pre-workout. <laughs> the vicious cycle, yes. Yeah. yeah. So now what I like to use as pre-workout, I like to stay off, stay away from anything that's says like got stimulation in it. Um, I like to mm. look for things that say non-stim or just non-stim, natural okay. supplements or um, mm. just look for like maybe some dates um, in the superstore. Oh, yeah. So one module day actually has a lot of good sugars in it and it gives you a lot of good energy. So I like yeah, to just have that. one of those before the gym or maybe Ooh. even half a banana. I don't yes. like to be super full before the gym. So that's why I tend so to go true. for that. Um, mm-hmm. Or if I'm training later on in the afternoon, I would have had my breakfast. I would go to the gym and then come back and have lunch as a post-workout. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so you're timing kind of, you're using whole foods and you're timing your meals and your snacks yeah. accordingly. Do you feel like it's important to eat before a workout? When I say that, I mean, if somebody has to do their workout really early at some ungodly hour and they have to say they have to work out at 5.30 before they get to work, do, do you think that people have to eat? Like, what's your take on that? I think it's totally dependent on the individual. Some people yeah. function really well and yes, that's fine. Yeah. Um, whereas some people, they feel a little bit faint. Now, if you know that you're that person, have a little something to eat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to train really early. I used to train mm-hmm. fasted. I was fine with it. Then I don't know what happened to me, but then one day I started feeling really faint. So I decided to like change it up, start having yeah. half a banana and it gave me a, a lot of good energy. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I'm the same way. I, I always have to, I just stay snacking all day long, but I have to eat yeah. something before a workout or else I get my like little hypoglycemia and I will yeah. literally have to leave the gym and go home. Um, yeah. And I always recommend like a, a quick fast acting carb, like banana, sweet potato, apples. And people are like, oh, well, that's a naked carb. Yes. But we're really utilizing that energy for fuel. Exactly. Exactly. Food is fuel. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, And then in terms of um, 
like a a pre and post workout what are there products that you like and what or what would you say to look out for you mentioned if someone's looking for something like that non stim obviously we can talk you know and the caffeine content there's a lot of them have a ton of added sugar is there something that or are there guidelines that people can look for if they're looking for that yeah so a few keywords that i like to look for um so obviously always turn the back of the box that you're looking for and look at the Uh amount of caffeine on there a lot of um, good brands what they tend to say on the back is that they do say don't take this pre-workout after 12 p.m in the afternoon um so you'll have some brands that do say that whereas some brands they won't and of course you know you don't necessarily have that guidance i'm trying to remember the name of the ingredient that causes serious itchiness i don't know if you know it itchiness l-glutamine i don't i don't remember um i think it's it's a name like that okay i don't know i i I mean i I know that is something that's in something that can be in pre-workouts but i don't know if that causes itchiness that's fascinating yeah i don't want to take that i already have eczema yeah (laughs) yeah everyone who's listening to this just go and google what causes itchiness in pre-workout and wow okay (laughs) anyway i would say definitely try and avoid that because i found that it was a really weird symptom and i just felt itchy everywhere after taking it and you then have like a crash like a couple hours or an hour later and it does not feel good so i'd avoid that and i just like if you try and look for brands that say Mm non-stim that's fine too um so that doesn't contain a stimulant um it's just usually just like green tea extract and stuff like that got it what about creatine what are your thoughts on that oh yeah great question i actually think creatine is totally fine to take it's actually really good for muscle recovery um before um once I got pregnant I stopped taking creatine mm-hmm. okay. but other than that I was actually taking five mg's of creatine each and every day okay. however creatine works by pushing water out to your muscles mm-hmm. um so just make sure that you are drinking enough water so you don't feel um, inflamed throughout the day got it okay that's good advice yeah. thank you perfect yeah so I think like main takeaways of this little mini convo on pre and post workouts there's so many things to look out for crashing energy wise itchiness jitteriness anxiety sleep issues it's kind of you know maybe we can think about mm, gravitating more for our listeners towards that whole food source of fuel rather than um messing with the the funky junky pre-workout canisters that we can develop a toxic relationship with so yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) awesome um okay and i want to as we kind of wrap up i really want to understand you know what types of products and services that you offer how do you work with women when it comes to movement um especially with pcos tell us a little bit about what you do what and you know what your offerings are so so others can find you and then we'll talk about where they can find you yeah thank you okay so um i actually provide a coaching service so we have a coaching service it's called fitness with keisha and um we have an app in which you know once you join our coaching you are you in the app you have a bunch of groups so you can go ahead and communicate with other ladies on their journey there's like a workout motivation group a random group a women's health group so there's a lot of people constantly sharing how they're feeling on their pcos journey and that way it doesn't help you know you don't feel so alone i feel like that's another big thing with pcos you can feel quite alone on this journey so you don't feel alone and we also create personalized workouts 
that's based on where you're at on your journey. So yeah. if you, let's say, for example, wanted to work out from home or the mm. gym or home and the gym, if you wanted to work out outdoors, we can create a plan based on that. Um, we also, because the coaches, all of us coaches, including myself, we tend to work very one-on-one -on -one with the clients. Mm -hmm. So I will have client calls throughout the day. The rest of the team will. And we'll constantly be here to motivate you, create little habits for you, update your plans every four to six weeks as well to make sure we are pushing you because that's another important part so you don't yes. fall into a plateau. Totally. So, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love that individualized. Um, that's the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Thank you. And Thank you. Tell, tell listeners where they can find you. Yeah, of course. So if you if you can find me on Instagram and on TikTok, um, I'm also making a YouTube as well. So um, you can find me on YouTube now as well. But all my handles are fitness with Keisha. Um, and then the link in my bio for all of those things is a link to my website. So if you were interested in coaching, you can fill out the form there and one of my assistants reach out. They go ahead and, you know, get to know a bit more about you, your PCOS symptoms, and we find a program that works for you and your lifestyle too. That is so great. I love that. And and are, are you able to work with women um, uh, clients throughout or all over the world or is it, are you UK based? What does that look like? Yeah, all over the world. We've got clients okay. everywhere in the US, Perfect. Canada, Australia, Africa, India, UK. <laughs> okay, yeah. awesome. Good to know. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. I have so enjoyed chatting with you and getting to know you better. And I really appreciate you coming on. So everybody check out Fitness with Keisha on her socials. And hopefully y'all have the opportunity to work together at some point. Yes. Thank you so much for having me.